Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll find all of my books and our free show archive. You can download and stream all of those shows for free. Everything from this week, last week, the week before, and so on and so forth. You do have to listen to advertisements if you listen to the free archive, though. And that does support us, but if you'd like to get rid of those ads, you can support us in another way by subscribing. The new archive on Aftermath Media. Or you can keep your old subscription at thesecretteachings.info. And last but not least... Twitter and Facebook are the two social media pages, applications, etc. that we use. It's TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter and it's Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings on Facebook. My personal Facebook account is also there as well. Just Ryan, R-Y-A-N, last name Gable, G-A-B-L-E. It is Friday, March 17th, 2023. Special welcome to all of you coming over from Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. Thank you for staying with GroundZero.radio and tuning in to The Secret Teachings. St. Patrick's Day. It's an interesting holiday or perhaps holy day for some people. In the United States, St. Patrick's Day has been celebrated since at least 1762. This was before the country was even founded. There was the first St. Patrick's Day Parade held in New York City in 1762. St. Patrick's Day, of course, is associated with, or we associate St. Patrick and the Irish with everything from leprechauns and rainbows to, well, snakes. Apparently, St. Patrick drove all the snakes out of Ireland. And it's strange because there really aren't snakes there on the Emerald Isle. And uh, that means that there's probably a deeper meaning to this story in the same way that when we talk about grimoires and grimoires say that you have to sacrifice a, a kid, they're not talking about a child, they're talking about a baby goat. I'm not advocating for any kind of sacrifice, human or animal, physically speaking. Uh, the human sacrifice of the ego is one thing, but not a physical human sacrifice, of course. But the idea is very much the same. It's, you know, it's like a, a, a kid, a goat. Or it's a a snake, and probably it has some other meaning. Uh, I think I have an idea of what that means. It's an interesting myth, and it's an interesting piece of history. Whether you're Irish or not, uh, people enjoy drinking their beer and dressing in green and going to little parades and festivals. Again, whether they're Irish or not doesn't matter. It's just a fun time for friends and family and people to get together and do things. Of course, it's also an excuse to drink and party like so many other holidays. But we weren't even going to do a show tonight. In fact, we have the conference this weekend, so I was going to skip tonight. And uh, then I got a call from my good friend Mike D, who has co-hosted with me for over 10 years. And we were chatting about St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day. And we both ended up having a few minutes to be able to throw this show together tonight. And so that's where we are. What you're hearing right now is the first and only hour. The show is normally two hours, but tonight it's only going to be a single hour. And then it will be looped for the network. In the archive, you'll be able to find the, uh, the individual show. So at least one hour is better than, than a replay or a repeat tonight. And that's what uh, we're here to give you. Mike D., my good friend, how are you? 
Good, man. How are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's been a really great week, a really busy week, but uh, it's been a fun week. And what do you have? Uh, what do you have on your mind about St. Patrick's Day? We were talking about these snakes driven out of Ireland. Obviously, people know that there are no snakes in Ireland because St. Patrick drove them out. But I feel like there's a deeper meaning to this. Of course, there's probably some relationship to the Druids, uh, the religious cult. Well, what are your thoughts? We, we haven't had you on to talk about occult things for a long time, but that's that's kind of how we got to know each other originally. Yeah, I think uh, one of the uh, occultish things about St. Patrick's Day is the uh, McDonald's Shamrock Shake. It's a good place to start. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> oh man, do you know what's in this? Do you know it's, it's green, right? So it's um, dyed green. It's, yes. Yeah, it's got to be good for you if it's dyed green. It's yeah, a good, it's it's a, it's a good green know. juice. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's probably got a lot of spinach in there, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, it doesn't. What it does have though is a high amount of. Uh, corn syrup. Mm. It's got uh, sodium. One of our favorites, sodium benzoate, yellow five and blue one. Of course, to make that lovely green citric acid, uh, and just uh, lots of other great stuff. I wonder if Saint Patrick would have drank that. A very holy man, saint like. I wonder if the saints would have drank that. You know, they consider their bodies to be he, temples. I think he was able to drive the sh- snakes out with the shamrock shake. That that, that is the new theory. That is the new theory. <laughs> I like that. I like that theory. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at the, uh, the. I mean, we used to have, what, Bennigan's? I used to have Bennigan's, and they used to do the, the green cookies for St. Patrick's Day. That was like an Irish-themed restaurant. I don't know if you remember that. Bennigan's? Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that uh, that place, yeah. I think there was still yeah. one in, like, Tampa or Orlando or something. There was one, or is one, operating. One left. There's one left. They, well, they yeah. killed all their customers with that green dye, so that's probably why there's only one left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, and then another good point. You brought up the shamrock, mm. you know. Um, and uh, if you're talking about St. Patrick, uh, there's nothing really that, with him and, and shamrock. That came much later from a, a guy from Britain who went over to Ireland and saw the people actually um, eating picking those and eating them because they the Irish people at that time claimed it gave them um, better breath. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yes. So it's really nothing to, I mean, you see these paintings uh, uh, a lot in church and sometimes you'll see that the shamrock associated with St. Patrick, but that's, it was much later. It was, it wasn't even, it's not even the, you know, the right object, you know? So it's kind of weird, but, I mean, was the guy talking going on? I mean, St. Patrick, was he even Irish? There's accounts, of course, that he wasn't. He was from Britain when the Romans uh, ruled Britain. So there's cases where, uh, you know, he could be uh, Italian ancestry, he could be mm. Celtic, um, but he certainly was not Irish, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Well, he Do was you know a- the story about him, how he was uh, kidnapped? Uh, off the coast of Britain as a youth, uh, and then by Irish slave traders, and was uh, basically a slave in Ireland for a while before he escaped back to Britain. And then he came back to Ireland to get rid of the snakes. Yeah, the the the, uh, the pagan snakes. Yeah, so th- that's that's also what I think. We'll talk a little bit more about that. So basically, 
St. Patrick, the St. Patrick, he was captured by slave traders, taken to uh, taken to Ireland, and then he was a slave there, thought there were way too many snakes, finally was no longer a slave, and then decided, I'm going to go back and get rid of those snakes. That's kind of the, the St. Patrick story in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't know that, actually, about the, uh, the little shamrock. That's an yeah, interesting little piece too. of history. I always thought it was associated... Um with St. Patrick in some way or form, but, um, no, I think if you ask most people about St. Patrick's day, they, they really don't know any of the, the, the real history that just associated with, they said in the beginning of just going out drinking, partying, you know, you know, I think that when it comes to something like a St. Patrick's day, I wonder, this is what I sincerely think. I wonder why there aren't more people that are, let's say politically upset about St. Patrick's day. It seems like, um, cultural, not appropriation, but misappropriation because many of the symbols aren't even necessarily Irish, but it's like cultural appropriation mixed with cultural misappropriation (laughs) is what it kind of looks like to me. But why aren't people upset about that? Get upset about everything else, but not St. Patrick's day. It's okay to, to drink and make a mockery of Irish people. Maybe Irish people don't care. Yeah, so I saw the uh, little bit of the St. Patrick's Day parade in New York uh, through some um, reporters, and uh, it doesn't look as big as it, it was back when I was going out there. It seems it was a lot more people in celebration. Uh, it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't know what the case is there, but people it just, just drinking like at home. Today. Yeah, or something. Just I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think that the the uh, what was it? The Fighting Irish. You know the the logo of the university. I remember a couple of years ago, I think that that was a controversial thing. I just, I wonder, I really wonder, I mean that seriously, I really wonder why certain things are considered culturally unacceptable, but other things are completely acceptable. Like it's, it's not okay for a white person to have dreadlocks as if all black people own that, but it's totally okay to act like a, a drunken fool in the image of an Irish person. Like I, I don't see how that's, I mean, I, I personally, I don't care. I don't give a damn. It's not offensive to me, but I don't see how that's not a, an offensive thing that there's not a movement to stop it. There's a movement to stop everything else, Mike. Well, I think a lot of these uh, holidays also um, get turned into a commercial enterprise. So uh, this is definitely was taken again by uh, corporations and turned into, hey, you know, buy green cookies, buy green beer, <laughs> you know, buy a shamrock shake. Yeah, the funny thing about that, too, is that all these green things that are dyed, like the uh, the drink at McDonald's you mentioned and, you know, the cookies, they have these special St. Patrick's Day, you know, products that are dyed green and maybe not in every case, but, you know, it's it's a specialty item. So maybe you pay a little bit more for it. But I think that the funny thing, the ironic thing about it is that green dye or the multiple different colors that go into it, like the yellow five that stuff is beyond dirt cheap. So they, they literally poison you and then charge you extra to poison you. <laughs> yeah. Extra for the, uh, for the dye. Well, that, that, you know they how they spell you. that. They spell that D I E. It's not D Y I uh, D Y E. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, do people you know, go into bars and ask, you know, could you, uh, you know, what kind of dyes are you using to make that green beer? <laughs> it's one thing to just eat like a, eat something processed. Like I eat veggie burgers and crackers and I still eat some processed stuff. But when I'm, when I'm thinking about something like dye and just like just putting extra something in your drink, 
That's not festive or fun to me. I mean, you could find natural dyes. I don't see how that's festive, though. That's just like you're literally just drink. Like if you're going to drink the beer, fine, drink the beer. But then you're adding the green dye to it. <laughs> I just seem like just imagine if you were just drinking the dye. If someone just sat down and said, here is a glass of green dye. Will you drink this? I don't think anybody would drink it. But if you pour it into a beer, sure, I'll, I'll chug one. <laughs> exactly. It's got to be uh, mixed with something. Didn't they have at one point, uh, there was something else that was, uh, it wasn't beer that was green. Ketchup? It was, yeah, was it the green ketchup? Yeah, I don't think it was St. Patrick's Day, though. I think it was like a Nickelodeon slime time thing. Oh, man, they missed out on a good marketing ploy. Maybe there was. I mean, like they replaced the the Heinz logo with little shamrock or something like that. I, I, I've probably seen something like that. I'm sure someone's seen something like that. But I think what you're referring to is like a slime time live thing. Wasn't also the black burger. Didn't Burger King have like a, Oh, it was a black bun. Wasn't it the The black black bun? bun? Yeah. They had the black bun. Do you remember that? What was that actually? What was the black in there? I don't remember what it was. Okay. Well, let's look it up. Uh, (laughs) For anybody who's just tuning in, I'm Ryan Gable. This is Mike D our co-host. And uh, normally we have a, a very well-prepared show tonight. We are literally just talking about the few things we know about St. Patrick's Day uh, just off the top of our head because uh, we have an hour here to do so. Uh, our archive is on the website. You'll find all of, our, all of our shows for this week. We've had a lot of really good guests on, so you can go check that out. While I'm looking for the black bun, it was the Halloween Whopper, Mike. It was a black bun, and I don't see the ingredients for it, but I'm sure it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were, but I'm sure it was gross. I'm going to try to find it. Try to find I the think they just burnt it, you know, and here, here's your black bun burnt. Yeah, they might have just burned it. Exactly. I mean, that's this is this black bun thing or even the green drinks. It's literally like uh, in, in the TV show SpongeBob and one of the original earlier seasons when Mr. Crab sold the Krusty Krab and this mega corporation buys it and they just literally squirt gray goo onto a little table and then a machine molds it into looking like a hamburger patty with bun and cheese and all that. And then they spray paint the individual layers. It's literally just like a gray blob. <laughs> One of the best depictions of fast food I ever saw was on SpongeBob. Very accurate. Deadly accurate. Uh, <laughs> let's, see, let's see what else we got here. The uh, ingredients. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to like this. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, this is. Th- these are just a few of the ingredients in the, the Halloween Whopper bun. It is FDNC yellow six, FDNC blue one, FDNC red 40. And then they combine all those together and mix them with a number of other chemicals and ingredients to get the black color. So that's how they get the black. Oh, that's lovely. I mean, I might take the St. Oh. Patrick's Day, at least the, the St. Patrick's Day drink at McDonald's only has two dyes in it. This burger, right. has, this burger has, it's got a red 40 in it too. Isn't that like banned in the European Union, I think? I think they're, yeah, I think they actually all, all these dyes are. FDNC 6 I, I mean, I mean does, that not, does that make a, you know, raise an eyebrow, you know, for folks? It, it should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, even even the color of the buns naturally, I, they probably aren't that uh, aren't that vibrant. They spray them, or they, I mean, they do that with the chicken nuggets. Remember, don't they spray something on all the cheeseburger, hamburger, any kind of burger or chicken nuggets at any restaurant? They spray some kind of like 
fire retardant on the packaging and then they you know then the product is put inside of it so you get that you soak up whatever chemical that is that's delicious yeah you should just go into a mcdonald's mike and just ask them can i get like a side of the green dye i want i want extra dye in my drink (laughs) Yeah, make some, make make turn that green black. I want so much uh, <laughs> that green dye in there. That's for Halloween. It's festive. There's plenty of ways yeah. to plenty of ways to dye things naturally. You don't need. I mean, a lot of companies now have switched to like beet juice. It, it that thing that, that just doesn't dye it. That stains it permanently. Just a little tiny bit of beet juice. And beets aren't even that expensive. Oh. No, for sure. I mean, there are products that, of course, using uh, natural. I don't know, toward natural, but. Uh, vegetable dyes you yes, know beet yes. juice to make it red etc but um of course mcdonald's uh you think they care about your, your health <laughs> oh this is actually this is funny i saw a headline here from october of 2017 that says this this is about the burger the scary toxic problem with burger king's black whopper and it apparently it turns your poop green so right in time for saint patrick's day if you eat one of these Whoppers, it'll uh, your poop will be festive as well. I'm not joking about that. That's I guess the black. It's known for turning people's uh, poop green, as if you ate, as if you actually ate vegetables, but you didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. We're going back to uh, Mr. St. Patrick. Yeah, tell me about St. Uh, Patrick. Did we? Uh, so we discussed. Yes, there's no snakes. In Ireland, it's uh, a metaphor for uh, pagans. Uh, and he was, uh, of course, known for bringing uh, Christianity to Ireland. But, you know, maybe people at home know a little bit more than I do because I, you know, haven't really researched this guy a ton. But how does one person convert <laughs> a country to a uh, new religion. I'm just wondering. Well, Napoleon wasn't a single person, but nobody knows really, unless you're a scholar, nobody knows who served under Napoleon or even for that matter, under Stalin or anybody. Uh, To answer your question, an an army of uh, violence. Uh, (laughs) That's how it's done. A lot of ass whippings, right? Yes. yes. A lot of torture. A lot lot of torture. Curb stomping. A lot of burning, burning druids. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. put them in a circle and set them on fire they're already right. they're already in the tree a lot of the druid priests would climb trees and do things in the like sermons in the trees they just they just lit the tree on fire or in the tree priest it's just it's so yeah. weird i'm looking at pictures of of saint patrick if you just type it into the internet you know google's got their little shamrock today because they're so inclusive but yet they're promoting the the i guess if you're not irish they're promoting the theft of irish culture some people would think, but there's just like this guy, he's not even, it's not that he's even white. He's like albino. He's like an albino guy with a green cloak with a Pope hat and a shamrock. That just looks like a very, it's like the equivalent of blackface. I feel like it's just very stereotypically like, just, I don't like this. I don't, it looks wrong. Yeah. Can you imagine if he was, which he is um, British, but he's got that, maybe he's got Italian um, heritage. So he's like, right, uh, right. Right. A lot, a lot uh, darker, right, than a pasty pale white. No, yeah. he's he's yeah. wider, wider than a sheet of computer paper, and has a green hat on and a shamrock. Because every Irish yeah. person I've ever met, they carry shamrocks with them in their hand. Yeah, I mean the whole shamrock thing was like, um, 
so when Christianity finally got a, a hold of Ireland, they're like, oh, look at this shamrock. It's uh, a three-leaf clover. So, so oh, it should the represent Trinity. The, Holy, the Holy Trinity, yes. Mm, there you go. See how we can uh, tie these things together that are <laughs> basically under a false narrative. <laughs> yeah. And you know that the, the St. Patrick, I'm, I'm sure I can find some more images here. The St. Patrick image uh, is uh, wholly manufactured. I mean, all the images and pictures, paintings, depictions of saints, uh, they turn them into these, you know, Jesus-like, God-like beings or characters. Uh, when in reality, it was probably, this guy probably stank really bad, probably didn't take a shower, had really dirty clothes and a cloak. His white pants were probably being dragged through the, the Irish mud, but they glorified. Yeah, so it's so funny. Be- yeah, it's so funny, like, uh, you know, talking about how he ended up in Ireland to Ir- Irish slave traders. Right, right. right? Uh, so uh, shouldn't those people in old Britannica uh, get reparations because they were slaves? That's that's what I'm. That's what I've been saying. Yep, I've been fighting. I've been fighting for reparations. I don't know if you knew this, Mike, but I've been fighting for reparations for those uh, Irish uh, slaves for uh, about ten years now, and I'm trying to get the uh, the Japanese uh, some some handouts because of the whole concentration camp thing in the forties. You know, there's a lot of reparations to be paid. A lot of money to be made. Yeah. I just found out I'm a hundred percent Irish. So I'm going to be collecting that. You should. Well, you I, should. I identify as a hundred percent Irish. I mean, you're probably brought here as an indentured servant too. So you can probably get money from two different governments. I, right? that's, that's true. And I have three, a lot of native three, maybe four, whatever, whoever, whoever's giving it out really. Oh, and I have yes. um, I have a lot of Native Americans, so I should be able to get some casino money. Oh my gosh! And probably one of those tribes, and you were taken over by the Iroquois, <laughs> so you could probably get money from the Iroquois also so you put yeah. into that confederation. Well, yeah, the whole the whole uh, uh, yeah the whole confederation. I'm just going to go to each individual tribe and see what I can get out of them. At least a slot machine or something. <laughs> just one slot machine in my name, and when people use it, I get like a ninety percent cut or something. That would be cool with me. So you think that uh, Ireland would celebrate St. Patrick's Day and be the first to have a parade about it, but no, it actually the first St. Patrick's Day parade happened in, in America. So was that um, the the first first one? I know it was at 1762 was the first in New York City. Was that also around the same time that there was the first ever parade, or was that the first ever parade? I cannot confirm or deny that. Only to say that the first St. Patrick's Day parade happened in America, but that if that's that's probably if, I mean that sounds the time frame sounds legit, but I'm not I don't know we'll have to just look it up right now. We got yeah go ahead and look that up. We got a lot a lot of Americans. I don't I mean I'm sure that the average American might be semi aware of it, but a lot of Americans don't know that we got so many traditions from the the Irish people and the Scottish people and the I mean, like Halloween. And St. Patrick's Day, one is a big holiday, one's not as big of a holiday, but those are, I mean, at least Halloween, that's a big, big, important uh, day or festival. And uh, that came from, came from basically the same culture. Uh, and it actually kind of more, more so came from uh, Druidic-like sects. But, you know, again, yeah. people say, well, that's pagan, so that's bad, right? Pagan's bad, which that's why all the snakes were driven away. They were the snakes were the pagans or the pagans were the snakes. Exactly. Exactly. So St. 
Patrick's Day, the first official parade yes. was 1601 okay. in St. Augustine, Florida, actually. Well, then why Isn't is that this... crazy? Did not know that. Why is the Smithsonian telling me 1760? That's what I get for listening to the Smithsonian. They no, told- the first thing here. I mean, who? I mean, this, this, this. Enter, the man. I, <laughs> yeah. I think we need Encyclopedia for Canada. Uh, encyclopedias back because this, this, this shit. Okay, the first recorded parade honoring the Catholic feast day of Saint Patrick is now was first held in Saint Augustine, Florida. Records show. 17, uh, March 17th, 1601. I wonder if that's very similar to Thanksgiving because there are groups in Texas that have claims to the first Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, there's the idea of Plymouth, but that's quite, quite preposterous uh, that that was the first Thanksgiving. And, and St. Augustine, actually, this is in my book, Occult Arcana. St. Augustine reportedly is the first place that a Thanksgiving was held between the local natives and the uh, the Spanish. So that if that's the case, what you're saying, that means St. Augustine is actually home to the first St. Patrick's Day and the first Thanksgiving. That's a hub of cultural significance down there. Oh, yeah. And I've been there. Yeah, me too, many times. A couple times. Yeah. Did you know uh, St. Patrick's real name? I don't think I know St. Patrick's real name. I could maybe throw uh, some guesses out there. But I don't think I know his real name off the top of my head. It's probably it's probably well, very difficult to pronounce. I I you're right on that. And his so uh, suck it literally. The inter the inter the interwebs created by Al Gore is telling me that his <laughs> real name is May uh, Malwin. So when Mal so when Malwin yeah Malwin suck at suck at suck at yeah suck it. <laughs> suck it, suck it, snake, suck at. So, I guess you know St. Patrick's just ring, <laughs> rolls off the tongue a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah St. Patrick. Especially if you're hammered. Especially if you're 16 Guinness deep. <laughs> well, you that's still probably say I'm celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Well, well, see, this is. I think the the May win suck it is probably the the drunk version of his real name, because when they ask like, well, what's what's this guy's name? Like, May win suck it. It's probably like, you know, Marilyn uh, uh, something, you know, it's probably not Marwin suck it. It's just all the alcohol. That's why Gaelic is so hard to understand. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. So another thing is, okay, so this uh, Mr. Suckett, Suckat, was uh, after he uh, escaped, he went to Britain, right? And then he came back to Ireland, which was basically in control of... Uh, the religious priest class, the Druids. Yes. And uh, so uh, the interwebs is now saying again um, that he traveled back and forth for 60 years. That's some Moses stuff. Telling people about Jesus throughout the time he consecrated over 350 bishops to help him do his work. Um, So that sounds a little suspect because the Druids, uh, the controlling, basically, priest class, they just let this guy go around and start, uh, you know, just saying, hey, you're a bishop, you're a bishop, you're a bishop, start preaching uh, Christianity and telling people about Jesus. They weren't just uh, upset about that because 
I mean, if it the Romans, St. Patrick would have been, uh, you know, on a cross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good point. Sixty years. So you think that's an exaggeration, or I mean, that he was pretty old if he was going for he was going sixty years hard in the Christian paint. That's a lot. Traveled around Ireland for sixty years. Exactly. That sounds as, as suspect as my three hundred three hundred fifty dollar water bill. <laughs> um, so yeah, that does that. Uh, that's I don't know about I'd have really have to research a little bit more before I. Well, that's I mean, Ireland. That guy was like hardcore sixty. I mean, most people at that time died at what, like forty something. They weren't forty fifty maybe. As, weren't as old. I mean, I guess it depends on the age and how well the you know the health is and the uh, pollution and yeah. feces in the street. But yeah, generally speaking, uh, not as old. Right. So sixty years. I mean, he's. That baptism or something, that uh, holy water kept him clean and purified. But 60 years is, is a long time, especially because Ireland, you know, Ireland isn't like, uh, it's not like a giant continent. It's a relatively small place. So he's traveling around this relatively small place with a powerful priest class that doesn't do anything about it. Or maybe they did. And maybe that's why there's no more snakes in Ireland. Because he killed them all. <laughs> So another thing we can talk about is what's the deal with leprechauns? Like how did they get associated with uh, St. Patrick's Day? Or is just that is that just a uh, Irish thing that was just, hey, you know, it's all it's all to celebrate, you know, Irish culture. Where's those leprechauns? Well, the, the leprechaun is one of those symbols that has a lot of different, uh, I guess you could say, comparison uh, comparisons in other cultures, you know, leprechauns is kind of like small, mystical, almost Keebler elf kind of a thing. Uh, I'd say it's more of a, more of like a gnome or a gnomic character, a very earth-like character. And probably it has something, it probably has something to do with the, uh, and this is again, t- tonight on the show, we didn't really prepare this. We're just talking based on our knowledge. This is kind of how we prepare shows anyway. We just talk. Um, but the leprechaun, you know, it's kind of this smaller elf-like character, and I would imagine it probably has something to do with, uh, well, like the elementals, and uh, the druids, of course, were uh, an earth-based uh, priestly sect, and uh, the elementals were called on, uh, called by different things in different cultures, of course, uh, and these tiny little fairies or tiny little men and tiny little women had these magical powers, and that's the you know the powers of the druids. This is just you know. To the best of my knowledge, I'm just taking a guess here, but we could also, we should just also look it up. What yeah. do you, th- what do you yeah. think? I think you're right. I think it has to do something with uh, the whole type of uh, lore of the quote, quote unquote mythical creatures uh, in the same realm of like elves and woodland creatures. Well, hey, look at that. Uh, look at that. Look at our occult knowledge coming through. Here is, I don't know if we can trust the History Channel, but here's the historychannel.com. <laughs> One icon of the Irish holiday is the leprechaun. The original Irish name for these figures of folklore is, and I'll spell this for you, L-O-B-A-I-R-C-I-N, Loberson or Loberkin, and it it actually means literally small-bodied fellow. So, And it stems, according to the History Channel, it stems from the Celtic belief in, as we said, fairies, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers to serve good or to serve evil. They were they were very much like tricksters. It doesn't say elementals, but it, it very much like tricksters. Yes. 
and they had to protect their lucky charms too. It actually it says much fabled treasure, so that's a thing actually. It's not a stereotype. They do yeah. protect treasure. Yeah, is that is that racist? Oh, what uh, lucky against, charms against little people? Yeah, against little people. The, the, well, the that actual they... the actual name leprechaun means small bodied fellow. So I guess you could interpret it that way. We're not small bodied fellow. We're just fellows. We're just people. Small body, small bodied person, or what would be another word for small? Just uh, you know, miniature bodied person. Yeah, I'm not a censor. I'm not a Marxist, so I can't come up with uh, another word. But you know, St. Patrick wears those long robes and gowns. Yes, he does. I mean, and it technically um, nowadays, you know, he could fit right into the trans community. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe St. Patrick was a was trans. Well, that's why his last name suck it. Trans, trans friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck it, Mister Suck it. Anyway, uh, talking about Ireland, uh, my uh, my uh, dad has been to Ireland. He said it was one of the most beautiful countries he's ever visited. He's been around the world. It's the size of Lucky Indiana. Him. He's got that, the size he's of got Indiana. That boom, he's got that boomer money. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it, okay, so he's got boomer money. It's the it, Ireland's the size of Indiana for reference. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. That's just beautiful countryside, green, very nice people. Uh, this is back in uh, the uh, early 90s. So um don't know if it's changed, but uh, just a very beautiful countryside. Uh, just just loved it. Um, the only thing he didn't particularly care for was the food. The, Ir- the Irish? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the people were great there, actually. Um I'm just looking at some of this, at some of the food for St. Patrick's Day because, uh, you know, a lot of people celebrate with corned beef and potatoes, uh, soda bread. Me personally, I have to agree with my dad. I, I don't, I'm not fond of really any of that food. It's not my palate per se. I just don't, I don't like corned beef. Uh, I, I, you know, hey, this is very enlightening for our listeners out there. So I, I don't like, <laughs> I like sweet potatoes, but I don't like, you know, potatoes. Like regular potatoes. I, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, I do like regular potatoes. I don't like beef. I don't eat meat, so I don't like the corned beef kind of stuff. But I, I would do like, I, I like the cabbage and potatoes. So I can get down with cabbage and potatoes and I don't what drink. What about black pudding? Uh, is that in the same category as the black bun at Burger King? Cause then no. <laughs> well, black pudding is, uh, like sausage based. Oh God, no, then no way. I don't, I wouldn't even want to smell it, let alone eat it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, uh, not my thing either. You know, it sounds uh, it sounds interesting when someone says, "Hey, you know, for dessert, do you want some black pudding?" Some black pudding. Uh, what do you? I mean, what is what is that? That could be. Oh, s- I'm sorry. Blood blood sausage. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that kind of sounds. Uh, I don't know. Kind of a little little raunchy as well. By the way, the did you? Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Well, I was going to divert us very quickly away from the raunchiness. The the shamrock. Uh, do you know what the other name is for the shamrock? What the Celts called it? No, no, but it's a uh, it's weird. I pronounce weird. I don't. I forgot. I could be pronouncing it wrong when I pronounce it. Seam Roy, S C A M R O Y. The Seam Roy, and it was going back to what we had said about the well, the leprechauns, the tiny people, uh, elementals gnomes etc and the magical powers and protecting treasure etc the seamroy or the shamrock symbolizes the rebirth of spring so the shamrock is 
uh, really a, a foundational part of the Celtic or the Druid, the priestly classes, uh, religious uh, belief system because it has to do with the changing of the seasons, as you would find in any culture anywhere in the world from the Americas all the way to East Asia. It's the rebirth of spring. Yeah, yeah it's funny how, well, I mean, obviously we know a little bit about how uh, these organized religions got their base foundation from, you know, um, basically stealing a lot of occult pagan ideas and transforming them into their own. Yeah. And you know, the, the, sh- the shamrock too, Mike has, you know, it has like the three little clovers on it. Right. And yeah. each one sort of looks like, um, looks like two. Cause it's almost like a heart. So sure. It could be seen as the Trinity, but it's an oversimplification for the Christians who saw it that way. I mean, they made it their, they made it their own thing. So it, it, it is the Trinity for them. But within that symbol, it's not just a symbol of spring. You have eight essential points. So it's like you know two parts of uh, of three hearts. You have two, four, and six. So you have six parts to that. Or you could you could look at it. I mean, some of them have more than three clovers. You could look at it if they have four a four leaf clover, which is considered like that's that's the one that's very lucky, correct? Yes. And a four leaf clover would be like the four seasons. So that's a you know a more direct connection with nature that's perhaps why it's lucky. So I don't know. That's, that's just a lot. You can interpret a lot from a little tiny uh, leaf, a lot of meaning from that. Agreed. Agreed. You can also interpret that a lot of these, you know, not to uh, harass uh, Christianity or anything like that, but a lot of these saints, uh, well, you know, I wouldn't say it's Christianity in general, general, but a lot of these religious organizations, a lot of these people that, you know, are famous priests or famous, founders of these religions, they uh, said that they hear voices. They heard voices. They were told to do this, told to do that. And the same thing for uh, St. Patrick. He heard voices. Uh, yes. They told him to suck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he so heard voices from Mr. Suckett. Um, they told him to go kill the would, snakes. Well, they, uh, one was that he heard voices of uh, your ship is ready, your ship is ready for him to leave. Uh, the uh, slavery, uh, Irish slavery, and, and he escaped, and then he got back to a port, and there was a ship ready, ready to take him back to uh, Britain. And then uh, another one was, um, you know, he was told to go back to Ireland and preach uh, Christianity there. Uh, Sometimes, some others too. I mean, some. T- yeah. There really, I mean, there really are people who are, uh, in my my view, there really are people who are psychic. I think we're all uh, able to tap into that potential at the very least. There are people that are mediums. There are people certainly that hear voices and it might be divine or whatever. But if you accept that what you're hearing is potentially divine, then you have to, by nature, accept that there are things that are not so divine. And how you differentiate between the two, especially when you're just a commoner or a slave and you hear this voice that says, go do this, it's weird that a voice would tell you to go and spread a, a, a human doctrine rather than something like, I don't know, like Buddhism is much less doctrine. It's weird that you know, a slave would be chosen to, to go support you know, the church in that way. It's almost like a way to, to bring yourself out of slavery and to make sure that you have a job when it's all over. The church is like, this guy was hearing voices telling him to tell other people and force other people to believe what we believe. Hired. 
It's just sound maybe maybe it's like a scam or a sh- it's a sham. <laughs> I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought. Yeah, there's also um, and you know people can uh, write in if this is not true. I'm just getting this from really ba- really basic baseline brain dead research. Um, <laughs> how many miracles did St. Patrick perform? How many and miracles? I don't know. Is, well, it is recorded that Patrick, Mister Suckett, resurrected the dead at least. And this is a great number, 33 times. Interesting. An interesting number choice. He resurrected the dead. So that means he performed 33 baptisms, put them in the water, resurrect them like Lazarus. Or did he actually bring, Uh, was he a necromancer, Mike? (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, But I was going to say, if he did 33 times, that he beat Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> he outdid Jesus and resurrect for bringing people back from the dead. That's true. That's I mean, is true. that I thought that might be blasphemy? That's true. That would he would. Listen, uh, I'm not listen before people start getting upset. I'm not railing on Christianity. I respect all religions, whatever it is, whatever you choose to do. That's not. These are just jokes, right? Yeah, they're jokes. I I, I assume people can understand. I mean, in some and parts parts of my overall uh, view of spirituality. I have some Christian elements in there. So yeah, for sure. And as do I, and we've talked actually quite a bit about that type of a thing here on the secret teachings this week, uh, a little bit with uh, Karen Dahlman on Tuesday. And of course we had, uh, well, we're going to actually have Leo Zagami on the show Monday. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, in the show, the show's called Gott ist nicht tot. God is not dead with Leo Zagami coming up Monday. So stay tuned to the secret teachings for that. Uh, so we have green drinks that are poison. Uh, if you had a green drink and someone said, uh, you know, would you like the green dye separate? Would you like a, a shot of that? I doubt anybody would drink it. But it's a fun festival uh, kind of a thing. We we go and have our little parades, etc. Uh, the shamrock, which could be interpreted as having something to do with the seasons or having something to do with uh, the, the the cycles of nature especially if it's a lucky shamrock with four leaves, or I guess three could also be lucky to some people. Uh, And then, of course, the leprechaun, small person, kind of like an elf, kind of like a sprite, fairy, brownie, whatever you choose to call it. And I don't know if you knew this, Mike, but you know that the green drinks, they're not that accurate. None of the green about St. Patrick's Day is accurate. Uh, The original color, do you know what the original color was of St. Patrick? Yes, it's blue. It's sky blue. blue. It is sky blue. That's, That's double jeopardy. You win. Yeah, because they say uh, they, quote unquote, they, they who rule the world, they, them. And by they or uh, them, you're, pronouns, you're referring to a, a singular individual. <laughs> if I'm understanding this correctly. So the, the earliest <laughs> depictions, I guess, they're saying of St. Patrick shows him colored in blue, true. not green. Yes, that's true. So it's funny how just like time, it's kind of like that game where... You tell someone, you give someone a sentence, right? And then you Telephone? tell them to tell it to them. Yes. And you say, go to the next person and repeat what I told you. And by the time it gets back to you, it's a completely different message. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, sometimes uh, maybe on purpose. Uh, sometimes maybe just because of loss of information. Uh, but um, history, uh, as we know, is written by the winners. Um, it's also written by people that are color, uh, actually colorblind. Because uh, apparently I don't, I'm not sure how sky blue went to, green, <laughs> went to green. Well, you know what? One of the reasons for that might be because and it's it's weird. 
uh, because you would think that blue is closer to God or heaven or the sky, etc. But green uh, is, it's ironic because green was one of the colors of the Druidic uh, priest priest class, one of the Druidic uh, robes. And Manly Hall has a whole section in the secret teachings of all ages about the colors of the robes and what they signify. And green obviously was a color that signified nature. So in going to Ireland to kill all the snakes, uh, well, that means the pagans and the Druids and the, 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 the common person, uh, going there to purge the place of snakes, uh, they actually took what was an earth-based religion that the church hated, and then they changed the colors so that it would more reflect the earth-based religion. I don't know. The ch- someone got something wrong there. You're right. They're trying to get rid of the earth-based religion, so they pick a color that represents the earth-based religion. Someone, uh, someone did not. They didn't think that one through. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right on the Druids. They had a bunch of different robes for different celebrations. Uh, a couple color I remember offhand was yellow. They had the yellow, green robes, brown robes, right? Mm-hmm. Should look that up because it's pretty interesting how they associate color with different rituals. But um, they also say that the Druids uh, sacrificed uh, people too. So, uh, Well, then how can you see, how can you believe or trust what you would read from say, uh, more Christian sources when they think that if you don't believe what they believe, you're basically a snake, which is a great insult for a Christian to give. How can I trust those sources to give me any accurate information about the people? They performed human sacrifices, r- really? Because you, you also told me they were, they were physical snakes because you don't like them. So I don't know if I believe that they performed. Maybe they were sacrificing the ego, and trying to attain some form of spiritual uh, awareness, but probably didn't kill humans. I mean, I'm sure people have done this all throughout human history, but I, I, I you see what I mean? I don't, I can't trust someone who lies to me about it. These are humans, but they told me they're snakes. So I don't know if I'm going to believe them when they tell me they're also sacrificing people. So I don't, I don't know. The snakes are sacrificing people. I know it's a metaphor, but right. Yeah, I think you try to like history, Sean. You vilify the enemy. So that's exactly what it is. Yep. It gives uh, you know, an excuse to kill other innocent people. <laughs> yeah, very, 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 very Christian. I have nothing against Christians. I probably live a very Christian life myself. It's just the the uh, unbelievable hypocrisy. And it's not just Christians. It's Muslims. It's uh, Jews. It's you name it. You think of it. It's there's hypocrisy in uh, in virtually everything. Even in Buddhism, there's hypocrisy. A lot of hypocrisy in Buddhism. Uh, there's Buddhism, uh, uh, veganism is another great example. Tons of hypocrisy in veganism, you know, which is more of a, a diet lifestyle kind of a thing. I think we lost Mike. Let's try to reconnect. We've only got a few minutes left here on the show. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings, and uh, we have Mike back. Hello, yeah. hey, we lost. I lost you for a second there. St. Patrick cut the line. He was very angry. <laughs> Man, I can't believe these. Three letters don't even like us talking about St. Patrick's Day. I mean, what's next? Who knows? Who knows? I, I guess was we... someone offended that we called out a Mc, uh, McDonald's McFlurry uh, Shamrock Shake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. People get really angry when you talk about the food colorings. <laughs> Maybe we said that the Shamrock Shake is not real ice cream and someone just got, wanted to cut the phone line. <laughs> <laughs> so we have green drinks with the food dye. We have the... They're, these are actually colors that are not the originals the originals are blue uh for all of this saint patrick's day stuff 
the shamrock and the snake and also the size of Ireland and the history of St. Patrick, who was a slave. And uh, I think that the reference to snakes is not only about pagans, but particularly about the Druids and particularly within the Druid cult, which is not a bad cult per se. They were masters of the earth and they were masters of what is called telluric energy, which is the electrical frequencies, signals, the electrical currents that run through the earth, like ley lines. And being mm-hmm. able to access that, what they were playing with or accessing or connecting with has traditionally in occult or esoteric terms, Mike, been referred to as serpents. Electricity is usually depicted as a serpent. And so those who are masters of the serpents or masters of the electricity, masters of the earth, or at least they venerated the earth, uh, the Christians saw that as, you know, they were playing with snakes. And so they eradicated the snakes. And maybe there's some connection to that as well. I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, there is uh, definitely a lot of cult symbolism and uh, and theories around St. Patrick's Day, especially what you just said about, uh, yes, uh, there's definitely, I mean, they measured, didn't they do some type of uh, measurements, electrical measurements at Stonehenge? Yes, they got, have. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, high readings. Uh, so, yes, they were connected uh they knew where these ley lines were and they knew how to draw power from, from these lines, from and, these areas on, on earth. And the church, uh, all, maybe, the church also knows this. That's why the church built a oh, lot yeah. of temples and churches on those. They just built them over pagan sites. Like these people are crazy. They believe in the devil and snakes, but we're going to build our temple on top of theirs because I think they had that right. Exactly. Hence send St. Patrick to infiltrate Ireland so we can uh, take, take that over. We want that, uh, that power, ley line power. I wonder how many, wonder how many people that they had to kill, to uh, to rid all the the snakes. It's a very pagan society or series of you know individual communities. Yeah. On a lighter note, I do have a, a new marketing ploy for you if you're interested. Um, I think that you should offer uh, McDonald's new version of the uh, Shamrock Shake, and instead of green, uh, it's sky blue. The sky blue McDonald's shake. Yes. We'll get that right over to the McDonald's team. It would be so much more I think, accurate. I, yeah. I think these people that are obsessed with like, uh, you know, the McRib, you know, you get these weird people out there that are, you know, they, as soon as the McRib comes out, they want to, they're tracking it on their phones of what McDonald's has the first. I mean, if you, if you introduce a member of the uh, Starbucks had that, uh, u- rainbow, the unicorn, unicorn yes. Uh, oh, you know, if they do it, it's all about color, right? Uh, so if you say, hey, uh, here's our, you know, the true color of St. Patrick's Day as kind of a marketing ploy joke, I bet you they would sell thousands more of the of the shake with just it being a different color, sky blue. It's my opinion. I mean, at that point, just make a, a shake of every color and then you can taste <laughs> taste the rainbow and a lot more. Not just a St. Patrick's Day shake. It's just like the, you know, when Skittles, they changed all their colors. They made them gray for LGBTQ month or something. It's like, don't you do rainbows all the time? Why did you get rid of the rainbow for the rainbow month? That doesn't make any sense. I don't like, yeah. I don't like marketers, but I might, I might make a good marketer. Yeah. Skittles has that, uh, Ben's weight, uh, just, uh, and this course of food coloring in there. Uh, I think someone actually did, uh, it was someone ran some tests on Skittles. Oh, man. 
and I forgot exactly what they found. As we know already, it's poison, but garbage. there was something else. Yeah, complete garbage. There banned, was something else. It's, banned chemicals, alien DNA, something like that. <laughs> baby fetuses, aborted baby fetuses. No, that's Pepsi. That's Cinemix. Pepsi and yeah. Cheetos. And that's actually I remember real. Uh, we broke that story maybe, what, nine years ago? The Cinemix? And people... People, yeah, people were like, what are you talking about? Baby parts? That's not true. <laughs> and they use it to flavor those Pepsis and all those snacks that the Pepsi company owns. They use them yeah. to test new flavors, quote unquote, test new flavors. So real quick, because we're almost out of time, do you know what the word druid means or where the word comes from? What kind of kind of what it means? Druid. No. I don't. I don't know where that word. So there's there's a couple of different interpretations. Druid comes from Druy or Druy, which means men of the oak trees, which would, of course, make a lot of sense. Uh, The forest gods and the tree deities of the Greeks were called Dryads, like Druids. And uh, some say that the Gaelic Druid, spelled a little differently, means wise man or sorcerer. So the church probably uh, got really angry and thought, these are sorcerers. They're performing black magic. We have to go, we have to go slit their throats in the name of Christ. And that, that might be where it came from. In Sanskrit, uh, Sanskrit, Sanskrit, the word drew means timber. So there's, it's men of the woods, uh, the green man, etc. which again is, yes. is interesting because you're going to go eradicate the snakes, but then you literally take on the color. The church does takes on the color that exemplifies more than anything else. The green man. Someone effed up big time. They did not get sainthood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just shows you if you look at it at like a you know a high level that this taking over different countries and religions and uh, monarchies, it all boils down to power plays, to mafia type power plays of of taking out rival factions. Yeah, right. Yeah, everywhere in the world. Mix it in with uh, mix it in with like, oh no, he was doing the work of God. Some serial killers think they're doing that. I mean, if these saints are hearing voices in their head, didn't David Berkowitz hear his dog talk to him and tell him to kill those people? Is he a saint? Oh, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, Is he, yeah, exactly. A lot of people hear voices. I mean, that should be a red flag, right? No, he had verses. He heard a lot of voices from God. Really? That's, to me, that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a big red flag, especially if the Archangel Michael tells you to pee in a bathtub and lay in it if you want psychic powers. When David Wilcox said that, ooh. That was a big one. When he said that, I did. I did it immediately. He did it. How else are you going to bathe? And he said he was forbidden to take showers. The archangel forbid him. No, no, do not take a shower, David. You have to urinate in the bath. He actually said that. I sent that to a few people yesterday. I was listening to the clip. But anyway, we are out of time. Mike, thank you so much. Only one hour tonight. I wasn't even going to do a show, but we just thought we'd do a quick uh, St. Patrick's Day analysis. I think we actually covered a lot. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yes. Thank you. Hopefully uh, people found that uh, entertaining, uh, informative uh, question mark, entertaining, uh, hopefully 100%. I was entertained by it. I was informed by it. I didn't even know that one thing you told me about the the shamrock. So that's interesting. Uh, Thank you so much, Mike. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The show will be on a loop for the next hour. You'll hear this whole thing again. And if you're at the end of that second hour, of course, uh, well, the show will just kind of end. But you can always go to the website, thesecretteachings.info, and listen for free or subscribe there on Aftermath Media. 
If you already have a subscription, you can keep that subscription. My book, Occult Arcana, I think will fulfill all your needs and desires if you enjoyed tonight's show. There's a lot of great stuff in that. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Have a wonderful weekend. Remember Leo Zagami on Monday next week. Talk to you then.